The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Hello, everyone, and on this solstice day, and the topic uh, this week is uh, right effort, and today we turn towards um, the effort to allow the wholesome to emerge. So there's a, classically in Buddhism, there's a dichotomy, the division between those mental states, motivations, thoughts, activities, just about anything that is afflictive and that which is beneficial. And uh, uh, in this dichotomy, uh, what might be in the middle that's neither afflictive or beneficial Uh, is not really addressed, not really talked about. Not because there's maybe a radical duality between these two, but the neutral um, is not spiritually so meaningful, so important to focus on. It has a place, it is what it is. But uh, in terms of um, the training and the growth and development that uh, Buddhism is about, uh, it's not particularly relevant. Uh, it would be like something like, um, I mean, I don't know what an example would be, but uh, if someone is um, training for a um, bicycle race, there are things that they do that could undermine their training and things that can support it. And then there's things that can happen that do neither that uh, it's uh, just simply something that's happening. And so, for example, if you, I don't know, um, maybe if the person uh, just uh, likes to read about um, the score in football, football scores and standings, it might be a neutral, might be pleasant to do, might be nice if a person likes that, but in terms of the training for the bicycle race, It's neither here nor there. So Buddhism has this dichotomy between the wholesome and the unwholesome. And the unwholesome is afflictive and and the wholesome is beneficial. And what it implies is that, or what it indicates is that there are uh, beneficial states of mind, movements of mind, heart, that uh, can live within us that are beneficial, that are good and useful. And so we want to enable that or evoke those or allow room for those. And that these are important. And it, Buddhism is not just about abandoning and letting go and um, renouncing. The abandoning of Buddhism, the letting go, is uh, that the, when the Buddha talked about it, he very seldom talks about letting go of things. It's always an inner world of your letting go of <clears throat> clinging to things, attachment, craving, the things that we're caught in. So we don't have to necessarily let go of things of the world, 
Wisdom might tell us to do that. <clears throat> Compassion might tell us to do that. But in terms of the Dharma, the, what we're letting go of is the inner, the clinging, the attachments in the mind. But that's not all we're supposed to do. Sometimes people kind of pick up some simple idea of Buddhism and think, oh, this Buddhism is all about letting go. But in fact, the, uh, that's important. That's part of the four right efforts. But equally important is the cultivation or the allowance, the development of beneficial states, wholesome states, skillful states. And there's a lot of them. The ones that are uh, closely associated with uh, mindfulness practice are the seven factors of awakening. So things like uh, well, mindfulness and investigation, effort, endeavoring again, uh, joy, tranquility, concentration, equanimity. Elsewhere, happiness is important. Uh, patience, wisdom, um, states of mind that are expansive, open, peaceful, um, boundless, loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy. There's a whole slew of them. And there's so many that uh, the mind can go dizzy. Like, wow, I have, to, I have to get busy here and do so much. But it isn't so much that we have to do them all and all at once. There's another art here. And it's not necessarily the art of making and doing, but the allowing. And um, the, um, the language is uh, um, usually translated into English as the arising. Uh, one, one makes room for, one makes space for, one puts energy into the arising and, uh, of wholesome states. The language of arising, I sometimes like to to, rather than calling it rising, call it emergence. And why I like the emergence is that uh, it doesn't imply that we're the doer, we're the maker of it, but rather there's something within us that wants to be born. Something that has the capacity of emerging, coming out. And our job is to make space for that emergence, to allow for that. And the reason I trust this so much is that the afflictive emotions and states of mind, I associate more with the surface reactivity. It's, it's the world of reactions to what's happening in the world and how it impacts us and how it impacts our attachments and our fears. And as deep as that, those can feel to, they are, uh, they still have to do with this interactive world. It's more on the surface. The emergent world comes from some, a different place within. And it's, uh, and it's something that can well up as opposed to react, uh, react to. And so we don't have to have anything in particular happening in the world that triggers us, triggers the beneficial. It's more like we get settled and make room for it. And this is a remarkable thing to discover in meditation, that the more peaceful we become, more quiet and calm we become, the more we have this kind of sense of not knowing, just willing just to be here in our experience and make room for, then then the beneficial kind of begins to flow and come out. It's not intentional, um, but it's more uh, uh, something that um, uh, the intention is to make room for it, to allow for it, to be with it. And um, so it can seem a little bit passive. It can be kind of a little bit magical thinking to think that you just sit there and, okay, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing and something will emerge that's wonderful. 
Um, maybe that's little, but like, um, um, you know, just, you know, and a little, you know, too passive. The language of right effort is kind of dramatic um, and powerful, I would say. So here's the, the classic description of the third right effort. Practitioners take up, and so this is my own translation, so if you look it up somewhere else, you'll find it's a little bit different, or quite different. Practitioners take up and take hold of their minds. So that take up and take hold of their minds, it doesn't mean, you know, grab on, and it means that they enter into the world of their minds. They're, they, uh, the, the thinking mind and the reactive mind uh, doesn't have us. We are there for our mind. There's a kind of freedom there. Who's in control, the mind or you? And in a certain kind of way, in this practice, you are. Um, uh, and the machinations of the mind uh, don't have us, don't grab us by the nose and pull us around. So another way of saying this is uh, to really be present in a full way. Um, uh, take up and abide in the heart. Take up and take hold of their minds and generate desire and then endeavor and initiate courageous effort for the arising of wholesome mental states that have not yet arisen. So generate desire. So have some desire for wholesome states. That is a good thing. Um, and initiate courageous effort, virya, uh, not to make space for it, but trust it's okay to have it. There are times where uh, having this kind of open experience of presence and attentiveness and, and uh, awareness to the world in an open uh, way feels very vulnerable and very scary. Uh, to be able to feel the depth of what's going on for us, we have to go through layers of things which are difficult. And so to keep opening and being, okay, this too, this too I stay with. And this courageous effort to not believe the thoughts in the mind that you have to fix and do and react and blame, but this courageous effort to really be present in a simple, relaxed way here, putting aside all the other things, to allow something to emerge. And first might might emerge is grief and sadness and anger that's been long unresolved. But trusting, just opening, opening, and seeing what it wants to emerge. And the courageous effort is to keep getting out of the way for that. And, uh, and this idea of not knowing can be a way to get out of the way to allow something to begin to come. And this not knowing, this uh, emergence, seems to work best when we're most settled, most calm, most peaceful. It doesn't work so well if we're caught up in our reactive uh, world that's kind of a self-perpetuating world of samsara. And, um, and so to drop down, to quiet down, or to be t- pause long enough to have this not knowing, this availability for something here to emerge. 
And when you make room, when you take the time to stop the running, the running of the mind, the running of the body, running around doing things, if you take the time to pause, sacred pause, to feel and be available, what is here? What wants to emerge? What wants to be born? Even at times of great crisis, unless there's a danger, but great challenges, become quiet enough to ask the question, what here wants to be born? In the middle, the center of it all, what wants to emerge? And as things emerge that are wholesome, that are beneficial, that are nourishing, uh, that are nutritious for the heart, um, allow for them. Let them come. So a lot of this um, third right effort is not making something happen, but rather availing ourselves of what's already here. I'd like to propose to you that you have more beneficial states going on all the time, available to you, that if you pause or make room or quiet down just a moment, you'll start feeling that things are good. There's reasons for joy. There's reasons for happiness. There's reasons for kindness, for love. There's reasons for um, curiosity and interest in a delightful, nourishing way. What's here? As opposed to, oh no, this again. Um, avail yourself. So more the feel, more rather than making yourself a certain way that's wholesome. See if you can kind of pause and make space, and avail yourself of the wholesome that's already here and available, no matter how small it is, no matter that it's um, accompanied by unwholesomeness. Um, don't give the unwholesome a lot of authority. Uh, that it takes you and grabs you and pulls you around or you have to kind of listen to it or obey it. Avail yourself of the wholesome that's here. And if you don't have it for yourself, um, then borrow it from others. If you can be with people or somehow have connection with someone or um, even if it's, you know, on the web, something, you know, uh, uh, put yourself in the presence of people who you feel are emanating something wholesome and then kind of borrow it from them so you can avail yourself of it and begin begin explore, exploring the world of the emergence of the wholesome. So that would be the homework for t uh, today is make yourself available for the wholesome so it's not so much, it's not making it, but seeing, making space for it and make, be available for it to be there. And if you're only running around, then there's no space, no possibility. So thank you and uh, look forward to our time tomorrow. <laughs>